0: I wish I was in Dixie. Away, away, way down south in Dixie. Bring the niggers with the banjos.
1: Send in the clowns. Oh, I wish I was in the land.
0: According to police, Deadman, with two teenage girls as his passengers, drove to a local McDonald's meeting up with the rest of the group. There according to witnesses interviewed by police, he said, I ran that nigger over. He was not uh, remorseful, he was um, laughing, laughing about the, uh, the killing.
2: Of white supremacy justice, Gus T. Renegade, in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy racism. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning into the program. I uh, hope it is a constructive investment of your Monday afternoon. Uh, today's date is Monday, February 27th. 2012 so I have been told Uh, this is broadcast number one of two uh, today the second program will be at uh, a little later this evening uh, 10 p.m. Eastern 9 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. Pacific Uh, we should be making up for the program uh, that didn't happen or at least our guest not being with us this past weekend uh, mr. Cleo Manago uh, black male Uh, he has or founded the Black uh, ex- Black Man Exchange Program, uh, BMX, Black Man Exchange Program. Uh, really looking forward to having him on the program to hear his views on what's been transpiring with the whole Brandon White case uh, down in Atlanta as well as uh, Roland Martin and the Twitter controversy. Uh, the folks at GLAD not being pleased with what he had to say uh, should be later on this evening. Again, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, broadcast number two of the day, Cleo Monago. With that, um, this broadcast, uh, one of our loyal uh, investors, listeners, she uh, was having an exchange. I think she saw the article online that our guest penned in response to, I think, some racist incidents that were happening on her college campus. The article is titled, I'm a Racist. And so are you. Uh, And she has her email on the article and I encourage folks, you know, to uh, send questions, feedback to to continue the dialogue. And one of our listeners, uh, she wrote in and they had a very interesting exchange and the listener uh, recommended that I make an effort to get her on the program to see if she'd be willing to share some of her views with us. Um, She was willing to share. Joining us live, uh, we have the author, uh, white female and admitted racist, uh, Olivia Straub. Uh, Ms. Straub, are you with us? Uh, Yes. Hello.
3: Good good afternoon.
2: Afternoon. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your time. Really appreciate the opportunity to uh, continue the dialogue. Um, For I guess, folks, if you haven't read the article and the title again, I'm a racist and so are you online. You can check it out. Not very long. You can read it pretty quickly. Um, would you like to share with our listeners anything about yourself and uh, why you do this work that might be helpful as we proceed with the dialogue? Uh,
3: well, I guess I'll begin by introducing myself. My name is Olivia Straub. I am, as you said, a white female. I am currently a senior at Colgate University, which is a small private liberal arts school in upstate New York. Uh and I'm a Peace and Conflict Studies major, uh, and I will share the reason for writing the article that I did. Um, I wrote this the article um, entitled that uh, in response to uh, some incidents that have been occurring on campus. Uh, we had um, a gentleman wrote an article about uh, racism on campus and specifically um, referring to Greek life, and it sparked... Uh, Conversation again about racism on campus. And uh, I saw uh, uh, me and my friends, um, the comments that white people were saying on campus, and seeing the way my friends were being treated and directly affected by these comments sort of made me write this article. Um, and, yep. Uh, I guess. Com- oh. oh, I'm yeah.
1: sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Did you have more?
3: Uh, No, no, that's all.
2: Hmm. What, uh, I guess for our listeners, just so they can get a better idea, what sort of incidents, racist incidents were happening on campus that people felt the need to speak up and say something?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is a predominantly white campus, uh, very wealthy campus as well. Um, and so just um, one of my friends who is black was called the, was called the N word in a, Um, by a white person um, in response to an article that he wrote. um, There was, uh, in general, just white people saying that racism is not a problem in America or on this campus, that they are not, that because they are not bigoted, they, which I don't believe that no one is, no one isn't bigoted, um, saying things denying that racism is a problem or an issue on, um, in the world, it just, it sparked me, I just, um, those were the main things, um, the yeah, people would make little comments such as, uh, that I have this one black friend, so I'm obviously not racist, and this problem is not something that affects me, um, wherein I think that racism is something that all white people benefit from, and I think, um the onus should not be on uh non-white people to educate white people about the pro- about the fact that they do benefit from from racism or we do benefit from racism rather
2: hmm very interesting very interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, we will we'll get more into the details of your article and, and what's been going on. Um, I guess, what is your major again? What is it? Conflict uh, resolution?
3: Like peace and conflict studies.
2: Peace and conflict studies. What, what exactly does that entail?
3: Um, the way I like to describe it is it's looking, it's sort of like international relations, except it looks more, Um, on relationships between people as opposed to relationships between between countries.
2: Peace and conflict studies. Wow. Okay. Um, Again, you are a white woman, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, This program, uh, the CALS context of white supremacy, uh, I have unfortunately concluded that we are in a global system dominated by racism White supremacy. Uh, I use those two terms as synonyms. I have the same definition for both terms. And the definition I use is as follows. A global system of people who classify themselves as white and are dedicated to abusing and or subjugating everyone in the known universe, whom they classify as not white. Uh, do you believe that such a system exists, and do you think that's an accurate definition?
3: Uh, I definitely do agree with you that the system exists. Um, you can see how it's played out, I guess, in all aspects of the judicial system in the US, politics. Um, how in, in international relations, uh, it's, I think definitely something that's very prevalent in society today. And I think it's, um, in the, it's definitely a big problem in the world today.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: oh, I'm echoing a little bit. Are you, uh, are you using speaker phone? Or something? Uh,
3: no. Okay. No, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, okay. I don't hear it now. Okay. never mind. Um, And also in your article, um, you indict yourself uh, saying that you are an admitted racist. And I just want to give my definition, see if this uh, is accurate. My definition of a racist, and again, I use the terms racism, white supremacy, synonyms. So racist, white supremacist, same thing. The only form of racism is white supremacy. They are one and the same. Racist, white supremacist definition. A white person who consciously and or unconsciously, directly, and or indirectly, mistreats someone because they are not white. Uh, do you think that's an accurate definition for a racist white supremacist? And by that definition, would you still qualify as a racist?
3: Um I'm sorry, may
2: I repeat that definition one more time? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Racist, white supremacist, synonyms, one and the same. Only form of racism is white supremacy. So, definition for racist, white supremacist, a white person who directly and or indirectly, consciously and or unconsciously mistreats someone Because they are not white. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Um. I. Um.
2: I wish I had Jeopardy theme music,
3: (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to take me a little, a moment to think, um, I, for, I think, I think I do agree with your definition for the most part. I think that I, however, don't agree that only in, especially on, um, in more personal interactions, I don't think it's only, um, I think that, um, other people can also, I, I guess that would be more, um, with, uh, showing more bigotry, but I think, um, other people can, like, for example, I was, um, having a conversation, and I did firmly believe your definition, but I was having a conversation with, um, one of my professors one time, and I was, staunchly essentially arguing that only white people can be racist, and only white people can actually, um, Mistreat people based on their race. Um, but I was, uh, my professor said that, uh, was using an example of Asian Americans and African Americans, and how Asian Americans have a higher status than African Americans. So they are also, sometimes in interactions, um, they can also be classified as racist, I guess, depending on how you look at it, but, um, uh, I, um, I guess, speaking for myself, I probably, I, although I'd like to believe that I don't, um, use race, I guess, in my, um, as a determinant of how I'm going to treat people, I know I probably have, just because of the way I've been socialized and the way I've been taught, I probably have used, um, race in interactions to mistreat people, yes.
2: Thank you for being honest.
1: Man, what is that?
2: Let's see. I was okay. I'm not hearing it. I'm just. I'm hearing a a little background, or it's like my voice is echoing. Okay, I don't hear it now. Um, Thank you for being honest. We definitely uh, appreciate the honesty. I think that is a major part of why the system of racism, white supremacy, has not been replaced. White people not being honest with non-white people, especially and conversations on racism. So thank you for being honest. If we can have as, as much honesty, I know it's difficult, but just being honest, I think it's, it's helpful. And we learn a lot, non-white people. It's rare, it's, at least for me, it's very rare for me to hear a white person being honest about racism and especially being honest about their culpability in the practice, not just the benefits, but the practice of racism, white supremacy. So thank you for your honesty and I hope we can continue with that truthful, candid dialogue. Um, I guess before my co-host, she also has some uh, questions. I wanna go to her, but before I go to her, I just wanted to get a response why it seemed like it was difficult for you to admit, you know, I'm a white person and I'm racist and I have probably mistreated some people because they were not white. Why was that difficult for you to acknowledge, even though you've already written this article saying that you're a racist?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is, I guess, it's the way I've been taught is that racist means that you're a bad person automatically from that, and um, I guess uh, I think it's primarily because of that. I guess, I guess, for myself, and this is some kind of um, probably egotistical things going into this but I don't like to think of myself as a bad person and um, but I guess I do do bad things and just uh, doing and very I guess loose definitions of good and bad um, I guess by yeah uh, by admitting that um, that I am racist or that I do have um, racist I do have racist practices. Um, I guess I don't like to admit that I have that, um, I guess, bad part of myself.
1: Hmm.
3: Even though I know it's very present and very real, and I will never deny that, um, I think it's just something that is a little bit hard to admit, I guess. Or a little bit that I wish I didn't have that part in myself. Hmm. Do
2: you, think, do you think it's uh, a part of your resistance to admitting that you are a racist and racist meaning that you mistreat people consciously, unconsciously, directly, indirectly because they are not white? Do you think a part of that is also uh, you do not want to be identified as a racist, meaning you don't want other people, especially non-white people? to see you as a racist and to think of you as a racist. Do you think that's a part of it as well?
3: No, I don't think so, because I think, um, I guess, inherently by me being white, I think it's sort of impossible not to be looked upon as being racist. Um, so I just, um, no, I don't think that is it at all. I don't think that's part of it.
2: Hmm. Can, you, can you repeat that one more time, just so I can be clear?
3: Um, I don't think... Uh, my desire to not have um, other people think of me as racist um, is sort of my part of my hesitancy of calling myself racist. I just don't want other people to, I guess, um, I guess see me as a bad person because of the fact that I am racist. I guess is that a little bit clear?
2: Well, I thought the first time that you were answering the question, um, mm-hmm. part of your response, uh, I thought that you said that, you know, as a white person, it's impossible to not be seen or thought of as a racist. Did you say something something close to that the first time? that you?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So do you think that non-white people, they see you as a white person, they automatically think, oh, she's a white person, she's a racist. That's your experience the way that non-white people see you?
3: Um, what do you mean?
2: Like just you being a white person automatically. They're thinking Olivia Straub, she's white. So I'm automatically thinking she's a racist. Non-white people see you that way. Is that, is that what you think?
3: I mean, I, I think so. I think that's how I view myself. That's how I view other people, uh, other white people. Um, yeah.
2: Hmm. That is interesting. Um, it's been my experience just for, listeners it's been my experience that that is not true um, that non-white people they do not automatically think white racist um, that it's been my experience you it's almost like pulling teeth to get non-white people to make that connection um, it's been demonstrated on this program many times I think that um, at my sound clip I play it uh, during the program it's been my experience that non-white people are extremely confused about that but We will proceed. Again, hopefully we can continue honest, candid dialogue, sharing information about racism, white supremacy. Uh, Justice, if you have some questions, our guest, her name is Olivia Straub. Olivia Straub. Your mind should be open. Please proceed. Sabiard? Yes, ma'am.
4: Excellent. Okay. Uh, Greetings. Uh, Can you please repeat um, the name again, Gus?
2: Olivia Straub. Okay.
4: Uh, hi. Um. Uh, you wrote uh this essay about white supremacy, and uh, you're doing interviews. Uh, what is your ultimate objective? Uh,
3: honestly, my ultimate objective with the article was to um, was to I guess start a dialogue among white people on campus. Um. To sort of show that. Uh, that they are racist and that there isn't that racism is not has not been eradicated in this country. Um, that was most of the objective. Uh, this uh, interview, I guess, sort of came. I wasn't thinking about doing an interview. This sort of just came as in um, afterwards after um, having written the article.
4: What is your
3: what ultimate? Hi. Hi. Hi.
4: Hi. Hi background noise I mean the echo okay okay it's good enough um what is your ultimate objective in your life under the system of racism white supremacy
3: um I think my my ultimate objective is to as of now I mean obviously <laughs> I'm still a kind of student, so I don't really know what I'm going to do with a my life but what I can tell you what I'm going to do I know what I try to do currently every day and what I know I will try to do continually throughout my life um is to point out different things that may be racist with something someone said a racist joke or um a racist article racist movie um uh, just point those things out and particularly to um I guess as a white woman to educate my um fellow white people or white people about racism
4: uh, do you want white supremacy eliminated?
3: Uh, ideally, yes, I think that would be I think that would be an ideal situation. Um, do I think it's gonna happen? is um, I guess a whole nother uh, whole other question to tackle. It's I don't think it will happen in my lifetime, but I hope eventually it will. But I think it's something that should, definitely needs to be eliminated.
4: Why do you want it um, eliminated?
3: Um, because of all the... <laughs> the lofty reasons, I guess, the, um, the reasons that no one should be judged, should not be, their quality of life should not be determined by their skin color, um, and I just, I don't think it's fair that, um, or just that people be judged on their skin color versus the content of their character (laughs) using, um, uh <laughs> um has anyone told you about not using the word fair uh yep <laughs> it's um it's it i caught myself after I said it <laughs> but yeah
4: um <laughs> uh do you date non white males uh yes okay, um black females uh, are degraded and uh, devalued um <laughs> uh this steers black males to white women and um do you agree
3: yeah, I do agree
4: as a white person who um alleges uh to be interested in eliminating white supremacy uh you should be doing things that Work towards eliminating white supremacy while not doing anything to maintain white supremacy or make uh, the situation worse. Uh, instead of dating a non-white males, uh, which makes white supremacy worse, uh, you could be doing things that help, uh, like promoting constructive information. I mean, uh, promoting constructive interaction between. Black males and black females. Uh, are you doing that?
3: I mean, I. I That's the very answer to no the question. I mean, I don't think I. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how yeah. it? How exactly? Um. I guess if I see. <laughs> um. A friend who is interested in, um, who are two friends who are interested in one another. I guess I help to, uh, if I can, help to bring them together to start dating. Um, I, um, I'm sorry, I can't really, I guess I don't really know how to explain how I, um, how I do do that. Or if I I just um, <clears throat> I, um, I I do never degrade black women and I whenever I hear black of black women talked about in degrading ways and hypersexualized ways that they are in the media I do try to um, I guess start up a dialogue about why people might, why someone might think that, but, yeah. Your
4: lack um, of doing this and uh, your dedication to pursuing uh, sex with uh, non-white people on a planet where you and all white people dominate is evidence of your um, dedication to maintaining white supremacy, Uh, even though you, hang on, (laughs) uh, even even though you say um, you are for uh, eliminating white supremacy, uh, to take um, sexual advantage uh, of a non-white person uh, is incorrect uh, to do because it is uh, non-constructive behavior. Uh, Does this make
3: sense? In some ways. uh, First of all, I I would just like to um, correct on one thing. I do not have a dedication for um, pursuing non-white men, um, I have I have never in my life sort of, um, I have never determined who I'm going to date or anything based on skin color, so I have dated white men, I have dated men of color, um, and it's not something that, um, I'm not going to, I guess, determine who I'm going to date based on skin color. It's not something, it's something that I have thought about, um, because I can understand the, the argument that, um, of, um, how, uh, I can understand that argument, but I just, I can't agree with it, I guess. Um...
4: If you are willing to speak honestly, uh, why do you think um, part of you, uh, particularly um, sexually, uh, wants to keep white supremacy going instead of eliminate white supremacy?
3: Uh, I guess because I don't really see that as um, keeping white supremacy going. uh, I... and maybe this is something that I need to be educated on more, but I haven't heard, um, I haven't really heard anything that sort of convinced me otherwise as of yet. um, That I shouldn't be dating a non-white man um, or a non-white female for that matter, um, that I shouldn't be dating a non-white person. I haven't heard anything, any argument that sort of, would convince me I have to do otherwise, um, especially if I can have frank conversations like this with my partner, um, or frank conversations about race with my partner. About, um, I just, I can't help but see me sort of um, specifically limiting myself to dating only white men as I guess um, regressive. I get. am not really sure if it's the right word to use for that, but I guess regressive. Just sort of going back to um, times where there's laws against um, non-white or um, racially mixed couples dating, and just going back to those ages, years and years back in American history. I just it, that's what that reminds me of, and I just I can't agree with that.
4: Um, so you are, uh, are you with a non-white male right now?
3: Uh, I am not currently dating anyone.
4: Okay. Um, why do white people want white supremacy here and, uh, want to take Um, sexual advantage of weaker people, uh, non-white people? I
1: (laughs) I
3: I, at least this is um, this is speaking for me personally. I don't ever want to take advantage of of anyone. I think sex is an act that shouldn't be about taking advantage of anyone, but rather sharing um a special moment with someone, um, uh, but I sh- guess
2: hang on one second. I think justice I- might be having some audio problems. she was saying she couldn't uh she couldn't hear. I can hear you, so I don't know if it's okay. if she's having some issues. Um, are you able to hear now,
1: justice?
4: I can hear, but I both of you are like really like it's like it's very, very quiet,
1: <laughs> hmm.
2: I'm gonna open up uh, someone else's line to try and see if they're having audio issues uh I suspect this might be d train uh two seven three six are you can are you able to hear us clearly i can I can hear fine um but there's
5: like some echo problems periodically and stuff like that so yeah, but I can hear you
2: fine for the most part, okay. Thank you, sir. I'm gonna get your your question uh, as soon as Justice is is all done. Um, I'm not sure what to tell you, um, Just. I can hear I can hear you uh, fine, Miss Straub. I'm not sure uh, unless it's unless it's on your end, Justice, with the audio. Are you still there, Justice?
4: You said repeat the question. I'm sorry.
2: I just said, I'm not sure.
4: it's great now. It's great. All right.
2: All right. If you want to restart with, uh, I guess you were in the middle of your response, Ms. Straub, if you want to start from the beginning to answering Justice's question. Uh,
3: Sorry, what was the question again?
4: It's going off and on. White people, I'm telling you. Uh, Okay. Uh, Why do white people want white supremacy here and uh, want to take um, sexual um, advantage of weaker people, non-white people?
3: Uh, All right, so I don't think, um, for me personally, I don't think sex should be about an act about taking advantage of anyone. I think it should be something that should be a shared moment between the two people involved. Uh, I guess, um, I'm sorry, I honestly don't know really how how to answer that question right now.
4: Uh, uh I'm hearing the echo. Um Okay. It's gone now. Um, I thought sex is supposed to be between equals. Um <clears throat> uh what are some other ways that you practice white supremacy every day?
3: Um <clears throat> I guess, um, with the way that I'm treated in everyday react- in interactions, um, I'm probably, I'm given an advantage because I am white. Uh, in, uh, job applications, housing applications, uh, just being a white student at a predominantly white university, um, I think those are some of the ways that I'm, uh, and an advantage because I am white and how I practice white supremacy, uh thank
4: you, Miss Russ. Oh gosh, that's gonna be loud. yeah, I keep coming off now. I don't wanna hurt my ears. um thank you, Miss Strass, uh for answering some of my questions. Mm-hmm.
6: Thank you.
2: Context of white supremacy. Uh, one of our callers. I'll uh, we'll get the other folks in a moment. In fact, I'll go ahead and give out the number now. If you uh, have questions you would like to ask Olivia Straub, admitted racist, white supremacist, uh, the number to dial is seven six zero five six nine seven six seven six, and the code is five six four nine four. Three uh, pound. If you dial that line, press star six. If you have a question, it'll put your hand up, and uh, we can get your question as well. I'll get the people on the talk shoe line as well. Uh, Mr. D Train, Reckless 2.0 co-host. Uh, I believe Miss Straub was a guest on Reckless 2.0 as well. Um, D Train, your line should be open. Did you have a question or two for Miss Straub? Um, yes, sir. Uh, good
5: afternoon, everybody. I think oh, good
2: afternoon too. Uh, am, am I echoing? Uh, give say like a sentence or so.
5: Am I echoing right now? No, sir. Okay. Um, Olivia, I just wanted to ask you: um, Have you, ha, had you given any consideration um, to what I had said about? Um, uh, what when um, we had asked you uh, what did you think that non-white people should be doing and I don't think you had what I guessing. think the non-white people
3: should be doing about what? Um,
5: how we should be how we should be dealing with um, racist, um in order to solve this problem uh
3: mm-hmm. huh
5: um, <clears throat> I was just asking because I, I, I recall before I asked for some suggestions and you said you didn't know and you had to think about it
1: mm-hmm.
5: and I know it's been a few months now so I didn't know if you had any suggestions now
1: or,
3: mm-hmm. or what so uh, I was just interested
1: in hearing your thoughts mm-hmm.
3: uh, because we do uh, live in a white supremacist society I guess it's, um, I think, first off, it's not my place to be telling um, anyone else what they should be doing, especially uh, non-white people they should be doing, about how to deal with white people. But if um, if I do have to give a few, if I um, do have to think about a few suggestions, I would, um, I think that um, white people should be called out on uh on different things um I definitely believe that non white people should call out and not um, try not to be submissive to white people um, uh, but it's difficult to say things like that, especially when you can put your when i'm when a suggestion like that can put someone's job, or livelihood, or anything else on the line. Um, So I think that's actually the reason why I was hesitant to give any suggestions um, in the first place, uh, D-Train, because I can't ask anyone to put their job or livelihood on the line. I can do that, ask myself to do that, and do that for myself whenever I can. But it's not something for me for to ask someone else, especially someone who's not white, who already has, who already struggles so much in this white supremacist society, um, to add this other added pressure on to them. I think is just asking a lot. So I think it should be up to whoever um, to decide what they can and cannot do.
5: Okay. And uh, second question: Did anybody else happen to pull you up on the usage of the term "fair" um, since we last talked? Because I did notice you corrected,
3: <laughs> corrected
5: yourself pretty quickly. Um,
3: you know, no, it hasn't not since not since um, not since we last talked.
5: Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm at the workplace right now, so I will probably have more questions, but uh, I got to get back to work right now.
7: So thank
2: you. Okay. Thank you guys okay. for taking Thanks my calls. For sure. Reckless 2.0 D train outstanding counter racist effort, and you can go in the archives and you can hear Mrs. Uh, Miss Straub on their program uh, and discussing the use of the term fair definitely supports racism, white supremacy. Um, I guess back to the issue on. Well, actually, I'll get I'll get our other caller. Uh, person on the talk shoe line, if you're on the talk shoe line at Star 8. Uh, person in California, if you had a question, your line should be open.
8: Greetings uh, to Olivia Strub and Gus and Justice and all the callers. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions, but I'll just ask uh, one or two right now. Um, wait, only one second. I got this. Um, All right. Um, uh, You you say that um, non-white, non-white people shouldn't have to teach whites about the abuses of racism. And you say that your non-white sex partners discuss racism with you. You also say that white people are racist. So in which way is this non-white male going to benefit from sexually um, interacting with a racist person?
3: Wow. Okay, that's, um, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Um, I Again, I guess dating is something this is...
8: As, as opposed as to as as how much it would have...
3: Them, you know. mm-hmm. um, I think uh, whenever dating someone, I think you should choose who you date um, because of your personal feelings for the person, because of that person's feelings for you. Um, I think there can be, um, especially looking at the way, uh, I guess, different people might view the relationship, there can be a lot of difficulties um, that come up with that, that come with having rela- a relationship with someone who's in um, a racially mixed relationship. There's, there's a lot of difficulty. Um, but I would... Uh, <laughs> can
1: I, ask, can I ask?
3: Uh-huh. Sorry?
1: Can I ask another, can
8: question, ask another question? Yeah. Cause not, um, um, just, just it's, it's kind it's of, kind uh, of uh, all these I hear, echo, I hear an echo someone an echo. got someone a speakerphone speaker on, on. on that's tracking, tracking. alright um, um yeah just the yeah, whole just this whole, whole dog pile whole, of white so called anti-racists like you know we, we got post-racial America on one side supposedly then we got it's Huge, massive, you know, just all these white people writing books about racism. And then it's like, you know, race is a biologically unfounded um, concept. Although, of course, it applies to some a real phenomenon, but we obscure it with all this discussion on, like, political issues. Or not obscure it. I mean, yeah, it's obscured, you know. Um, so. I guess it kind of gets back to, like, what's, what's your intent? Like, if your intention is not to end the system of white supremacy, then wouldn't it be to attempt to extend it?
3: I guess the way... If it's way not going end in
8: our lifetime, like...
3: hmm The... Right, a... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry,
8: I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that was pretty much... I, I'm just saying, like, a... You know, if you're not, if we're not trying to end this system, which could end in like, you know, it's a concept. It, it, we don't need to work at it for a hundred years. It could end like today. So, I mean, if we're not working to end it, then we're working to support it. And if you're white and you already admit you're a racist, then, I mean,
3: <laughs>
8: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, um, I, I guess there's a lot of things I do I disagree with that. First off, I don't think it's something that can end today because it's something that has pervaded society in all different ways. The way that media has portrayed different races, the subtle messages that are sent through media, um, through politics, through all these other things, are things that are already ingrained in people's minds. And it's things that people are, whether consciously or subconsciously, teaching to their kids. And by that way, the system is perpetuating and perpetuating itself. Um, so I disagree with you that racism can end today. Um I think I guess one of the reasons why I have um, I have trouble articulating my ideas about um, how dating fits in with this conversation is that um, I think one of the ways that we can today um, uh, work on getting rid of at least bigoted, um, bigoted any bigoted or um, racist, I guess bigoted is the better word, any bigoted, um, op- opinions you have of other people within yourself, subconscious, whether subconscious or conscious, um, the way that we can fix that within ourselves is to have more interactions with people who are, um, of different races, and this is across the board, um, and I, I guess that's um, <clears throat> well. I think institutional racism and um, the covert racism in media and politics cannot be um, cannot be eliminated right away. It's something that can start to be worked on through seeing through kids more at a young age, not living in, say, all-white neighborhoods, um, not living in <clears throat> a sort of these, um, not living under, um, I guess, sort of this smoke screen that we live in an equal society. Um, I think that's one of the ways that you can that people can learn about that more is through personal interactions. And I guess that um, when I'm talking about personal interactions, I'm speaking about friendships um, mostly. I'm thinking about friendships and relationships uh, as, as opposed to dating. And I guess dating just sort of is something that falls under that. It's not something that I think anyone should look to date someone of a specific race at all, whether it's someone of their own race or someone of a different race. I don't think it's something that you have to look through, look for specifically. I think it's something that should be across the board, you date who you're attracted to, Um, but, and I'm not sure if I articulate myself well, but I think that's just why I have trouble um, talking about uh, dating in regards to racism.
7: Okay, thank you.
2: Mm -hmm. Context of white supremacy. Um, As I said, uh, I found out or a listener requested uh, that we have uh, Olivia Straub on the program um, in response to a dialogue that uh, Miss Straub and one of our listeners was having with her an email uh, exchange that they were having and she was the listener was attempting to explain what is incorrect about white people having sexual intercourse with non-white people under a system of white supremacy. And I wanted to share, share that exchange and uh, just ask a question. Um, the listener, she wrote, she said, it's all about power. If you have all the power, it would behoove you to refrain from having sexual relations with those who have access to less or no power. It's like the warden having sex with the prisoner, the teacher having sex with the student, the master having sex with the slave. No matter what the person of less power thinks, it is still rape. And Miss Straub, her response, she said, I do understand the basis of your point, but I do not agree with it wholeheartedly. First, wouldn't precluding relationships between people of color and white people in some way disempower people of color? Especially if they were the ones pursuing the white person. I'm not trying to argue that all people of color should date white people or vice versa by any means. I know there can be some fundamental problems with people of color and white people dating, particularly if the white person is viewed as a twisted sort of ideal. But then again, I know many successful interracial couples. I just do not think it would be progressive for lack of a better word in any way particularly for white people to completely cut out the option of dating any other race besides their own second playing devil's advocate and applying your statement if you all have if you have all the power it would behoove you to refrain from having sexual relations with those who have less or no power to a completely other situation would it then be wrong for men and women to date? Men have more power than women, so are heterosexual relationships wrong? This may be taking your argument to the extreme, and interracial and heterosexual relationships may not be entirely comparable on the same level. But I just think this helps to illustrate how I do not believe it's not as clear-cut to place a blanket statement on relationships and say that white people and people of color should not date. I wanted to ask um, a couple key points. Um, Number one, uh, and you said, for lack of a better term, but you did use the term. I just do not think it would be progressive in any way, particularly for white people, to completely cut out the option of dating any other race besides their own. And I guess number one, in this context, what do you mean when you say progressive?
3: Um, I guess if if white people continue to white people who are ignorant about uh, racism continue to date other only other white people who are ignorant about racism, that the whole system of white supremacy just perpetuates white supremacy just perpetuates itself, um, and it's that's. One way that it can never be eradicated, I think honestly, um, because those are the people who are and then then going to end up and who are currently in power and have all the power and make all the decisions that then affect the rest of the world and um, I guess that's that's what I was referring to
2: I'm still not I'm still not clear. I'm still not clear on what you mean when you say progressive in this context. Like, uh, I'm I'm trying to understand because your your statement it would suggest that there is some sort of progress, progressive progress being made when non-white people and white people engage in sexual activity. Is that what you're suggesting?
3: No, I what I'm suggesting is that it's progress if someone doesn't look doesn't uh determine who they're going to date based on the race of that person.
2: Hmm. That to me and I could be wrong, but that to me it still sounds like it's suggesting we are making progress. If non-white people and white people are having sexual intercourse, there is some sort of quote-unquote progress being made. Uh maybe even progress towards ending white supremacy with justice. And I mean, now, really, this this is one of those where I think, OK, now, Miss Straub is practicing racism, white supremacy in a conscious and deliberate way, even by saying something like that, because, number one,
5: if anyone is ignorant about racism, it's black
0: black black people, black people, 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 absolutely
2: uh, white people are not ignorant about racism, white supremacy, and I would, in my opinion, any white person who makes a statement like that, I believe is consciously, deliberately, willfully practicing racism, white supremacy, and attempting to confuse non-white people. Non-white people are the ones who do not understand how racism, white supremacy works, what it is, how it works. Second, Racism, white supremacy, this is an old problem. This isn't something that just started 20 years ago, 50 years ago. This is a long-running, sad show. There has been sexual intercourse between white people and non-white people from day one under racism, white supremacy. And I strongly suspect everyone on this program right now knows that. If that was going to solve this problem, we wouldn't even have this program. We wouldn't be talking to Miss Straub right now. This problem would have been taken care of Eons ago. So for me to even make a statement like that, that it's not progressive to suggest that white people under a system of white supremacy not have sex with non-white people, even to make a statement like that, I believe, is a willful act, a conscious act of white supremacy on your part. Does that make sense, Ms. Straw?
6: Um,
3: It still doesn't to me. Uh, but...
2: Explain where the logic escapes you Can you explain what part that you don't
3: think Makes sense It <clears throat> It doesn't Make sense to me how um, How Going back to I guess this is because I, I, I Know that there have um, <clears throat> Okay it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me How interracial couples Cannot be seen as just as uh as good as couples who are of the same race or just as um as just as in love or just as equal or just as um in terms of their relationship i guess or in how they can't be viewed as um, as just as strong as a relationship
1: hmm.
2: Uh, terms uh, that comes up on this program consistently uh, being very attentive to words that are being used I don't think I know I didn't and I don't believe anyone else on the call said anything about uh, quote unquote interracial relationships or them not being equal or those people not being in love I definitely don't think anyone on this program has used the term love today I think what was said was I don't see how one could come to any other logical conclusion other than a white person suggesting that sexual relationships between white people and non-white people under white supremacy that that represents some sort of quote-unquote progress I don't see how that can be anything other than a conscious act of white supremacy because this is not new we've had bedroom integration for a long time hundreds of years of this it has not solved the problem and since you use the term equal you've already stated i'll make see if i can make this clear you've already stated that if you are a white person you are a racist you already said that in a system of white supremacy i believe that that's true that right there easy logic if we're in a system of white supremacy if you're a white person you're a racist that right there means that you have more power as a white person than non-white people right Mm-hmm. Okay, now, if that's true, that means there is an unequal power dynamic between white people and non white people. If mm-hmm. that's true, we're talking about the same unequal power dynamic the the listener gave you in the email. If we were talking about a warden and an inmate, if we were talking about a teacher and a student, Jerry Sandusky, uh, if we were talking about an employer and an employee. And I think you know, and I suspect everyone on this call, even white people make rules and prohibit sexual intercourse when there is an unequal power dynamic between the two people involved. They frown on, sometimes make rules against sexual intercourse between an employer and an employee, they certainly have rules in place, even though they're frequently violated, but they certainly have rules in place where teachers, principals are not supposed to be having sex with the students, even at the collegiate level. I suspect even at Colgate, such behavior is frowned upon. Uh, it's the same thing if there's an unequal power dynamic, which you just acknowledged there is between white people and non-white people.
3: Mm-hmm. I guess the, the I've been trying to think about the reason why that analogy just, it kind of escapes me as being logical. And I think um, one of the reasons I can't, um, I guess I can't compare the two, uh, inter or a white person dating a non-white person, and compare it to, I guess, a teacher dating a student, um, is that I think, and... Maybe maybe this is being over idealistic of of me, but I think that um, in in sort of more personal relationships, sort of as uh, as in um, a non a white person being a non white person, it's I don't think there ha- there is necessary like because they just because they may not be equal in society. I don't think they're it's not that does not mean that they cannot be equal in their relationship
2: mm. <laughs> you said maybe it's idealist, maybe you're being an idealist about this is you. why you're having trouble grasping it.
3: maybe that's how maybe that's how you're gonna perceive me by saying that, but I honestly, like I do think that in a in a relationship with a white person being a non-white person, I think that there can be, they can come to um, a place of more, maybe not complete wholehearted equality, but a, a, a greater place of equality within the relationship. And there's there's different things. I mean, there's different privileges that each, each of the people in the relationship will have. Um, like the example that I... Um, <clears throat> In the email I wrote read out loud, uh, male privilege is definitely a big privilege, um, and I—I don't know. I—I <laughs> uh,
2: I don't think of, I don't think of you as an idealist, Miss Straub. I'll repeat what I just said, or I'll repeat—you're an admitted racist, and I suspect this is a conscious act of racism. Uh, I, we do have another caller, but I just want to be clear: number one. Uh, This program, Context of White Supremacy, I do not believe it's possible on the global plantation of white supremacy to find a space that is outside of white supremacy where you can go and you will not have that awesome power force of white domination and terrorism. I have yet to find where you can go and that ceases to exist. That would be number one. And for your, your example of quote unquote male privilege. We just had a white woman on the program yesterday who did a lot of hemming and hawing and finally got around to telling the truth non-white males black males do not have power over white women and this was a white woman uh, on the program yesterday and we've had many other white women and they've done the same thing lots of buckets of words and hemming and hawing and then they'll finally get around no uh, black males are not able to exercise any quote unquote male privilege or patriarchy or whatever other terms people want to use over white women and I've told this to women before there are examples Current examples of females who feel that they're being mistreated and they say, hey, the bedroom is shutting down until the mistreatment has ended. And I think that is a phenomenal strategy. You will have people's undivided attention when the bedroom shuts down. Boy, people get on the ball. What do we need to do so that we can get back to having fun in the bedroom? If anyone, if you perceive that that problem, you're being mistreated. Shut the, and I think people know this. I think couples know this. When there's a major problem, the bedroom activity shuts down until the major problems have been resolved. And I think it would be mature if non-white people took the same approach with white people. We do have two other callers I want to get to. I know, Miss Straub, you said recently that you uh, have to depart in about 10 minutes. I want to see if we can get our two calls in before you depart. Uh, Prize... And Pam, I'll get you next. Praz, your mind should be open. Did you have a question?
0: Uh, uh, yes. Uh, greetings, uh, listeners, uh, Gus and Ms. Straub. Um, I, I just want to go back to your comment. Uh, do you consider yourself an idealist?
3: Um, I guess maybe in some respects I, I am.
0: You are? Okay. Uh, if, you an, if you consider yourself an I- idealist, uh, why would you say that uh, racism, white supremacy would not end in your lifetime?
3: Um, I guess, <laughs> let me clarify then what I said before. Um, I guess as an idealist in more personal interactions, um, I think that people can get rid of bigotry within themselves. And that's why I'm idealistic. Um, I'm realistic in that racism as a system cannot be eliminated currently in the world today. As this, uh, yeah. Or it cannot be eliminated um, soon.
6: Would with, especially idealism with the way that the
1: system your... is
0: mm-hmm. Would idealism for you personally, would that be the continuation of racism, white supremacy? throughout your entire lifetime?
3: No, that would not be idealistic.
0: A second question was, uh, imagine if racism, white supremacy was over today. How would Mm -hmm. the end of racism, white supremacy be personally detrimental to you and detrimental to white people
6: collectively?
3: Um... Honestly, I'm I'm a <clears throat> I'm actually a firm believer in the that the dismantling of white supremacy can actually benefit white people and people as of all races in general. Um, I think it's something that actually would benefit and be good for white people.
0: So. Well, could you just tell me some aspects that would be detrimental to you personally and white people collectively
3: um, okay yeah, I guess um I guess some of the reasons why it's so hard for white supremacy to be dismantled is because of the um the privilege um the fact that white people make more money more easily uh, make more money than non white people uh it's easier for them to get, or for white, for us white people to get jobs. It's easier for, um, for uh, us white people to get into into colleges. It's easier, um, in a whole bunch, in terms of politics, um, our political agenda gets, I guess, more easily passed, and, um, yeah things of the sort like that that make it difficult, um, the way that um, how white people are usually usually portray, portrayed positively in the media. Uh, and I think,
2: yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, oh. Did you have more? Nope, I'm done. Uh, Pam, I wanted to make sure I got her calling as well. Pam, your line should be open. Did you have a question for Olivia Straub?
6: Yes, good evening, uh, good afternoon, Ms. Straub and uh, Gus and the listeners. Uh, I think I, I just tuned in a little while ago, but I think I heard you say that you felt that even though uh, black people and white people—and I'm paraphrasing—could not be equal in uh, in, a white, in this system, in this white supremacy system, that they could be in a relationship uh, where they would be equals. Um, was that correct? <laughs>
3: hmm and what I'm saying, when I said in the relationship that's equal, I can, um, in how they interact with each other and how they view each other, and I think, and maybe how their um, friends and family interact with and view them.
6: Uh, well, um, okay, yes, go ahead.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, the second part of the question would be, if if there was a person who was uh, mentally retarded, and say uh, a person who wasn't mentally retarded who knew that that mentally retarded person did not have a full grasp of what they were doing or they were in a very weak position because they had some mental retardation, do you think those two people could ever have an equal relationship? No. Okay. Uh, The reason I ask is, uh, in a white supremacy system, uh, for a non-white person who is being greatly victimized, as black males are being greatly victimized, by both white men and white women, a black male who was of his right mind would never be sexually involved with the same people that are oppressing him and mistreating him. So to that, that being said, a black male who was voluntarily seeking out white females to have sexual relationships is a person in a state of mental retardation who does not understand what is happening to them, who does not understand what drives their behavior. And that mm-hmm. white person, that white female, or that white male who is engaging in sexual contact with that person who is not of an understanding is in a similar position as that person of normal intelligence that is having sex with a person that is mentally retarded who doesn't understand that this person, you know, this person does not have the same grasp or the same understanding that that supposedly normal uh, person has. Uh, and I just wondered, you know, you know for me it's, it's just illogical for, um, well, I won't say illogical. I think it's not reasonable to think that a person, uh, it, it, you know, the analogy that someone used earlier about the prisoner, the warden and the, and the prisoner, there is no way that that warden and that prisoner can ever have an equal relationship no matter what lies they tell themselves as long as one is a prisoner and one is a warden. So Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion, I don't think a black person, male or female, in a white supremacy system where they're being mistreated constantly, daily, could ever have an equal relationship with a white person. Uh, And one last thing, and I'll I'll make it quick, is Mm
1: -hmm.
6: I do think that uh, from what I have seen, and I've seen interracial relationships, what i found in general uh, is the white person is really there's no real honesty the black person is pretending the white person is pretending and what I mean by that is the black person often downplays or hides their mistreatment and the white person doesn't really want to deal with it now I'm not talking about the white liberals who who are very glib about racism and they can talk a good game I'm talking about where this person is being mistreated I found that the white person generally doesn't want to hear too much about it and and so now there's this level of dishonesty. And I'm going to tell you something, honestly, as a black person, when black people are around white people, they're not honest. They're not honest. I don't care what the conversation is because if they really let you know how they felt, that would be a problem in that relationship. So the mistreatment that black people receive in a white supremacy system is something that's probably not really talked about honestly. So if you have an intimate relationship with someone and, there's no, and that honesty doesn't exist, then that relationship is not close and it's not, it's not uh, equal and it's not one that's sincere. Um, and I just think that it's uh, the white person who ignores that person's victimization or who denies that they benefit from white privilege, privileges while they're sleeping with a black person is basically practicing racism on that white partner, I mean on that black partner. And it's just, uh, there's nothing progressive about it. There's nothing, if you were at war, if you had two nations at war with each other, and one side is getting slaughtered. There is no way in the world that that side that's getting slaughtered should be having sex with the side that's slaughtering them. And so it's just, uh, I just, you know, wanted to uh, make that comment, and then I'll listen for your response. Um, I, I'm sorry,
3: I use that a lot. Uh, okay, I guess going back to your first. Um, one of the first points that you made about that there are certain black men that seek out to date white women. Oh,
6: absolutely. Um, Yeah, absolutely. hmm? Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Um, I know that there are, and um, I, that's, uh, it's something I think that's very problematic. I, I do agree with that. I've never, um, I guess, out of uh, people that I've dated, I have never dated someone, and I refuse to date someone who hasn't, um, someone like that who just seeks out um, to date white women. Um, Luckily, I haven't ever encountered, um, at least not that I know of, I haven't ever encountered someone like that, but if I were to encounter someone like that, I think I would... um, Want to actually sit down and have a conversation with them? Um, conversation with them about that. Uh, it's, I think that's just. I I do with you. I think that's a very problematic. Um, it's to put it lightly. I think it's very problematic. Um, and sorry. Why do you say anything? Um. <clears throat> uh. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really sure at this time how to respond to the uh, to the rest of your. And
6: I and I understand because I did say a lot and I shouldn't have made the the uh, comment so long because you know it, it made it difficult for you to respond to a point. I, I'll just sum it up to say that a person in a state of mu- mental retardation, which is what black people are in, uh, particularly black people who are having engaging in sexual intercourse with the same people who represent their oppressors that is the most clear-cut case of mental retardation that I can even imagine. And when you have a person in a state of mental retardation, and take my word for it, when black men, for the most part, this is my opinion, when they wind up in the bed with white women, they're in the bed with her because she's white. She may have a nice personality. She may be whatever, have some other appeal, but the main reason is she is white. So we shouldn't, you know, I mean, you can disagree with that. But like I said, for a person to be mistreated, and mistreated by white and white males and females to find themselves pursuing a relationship, a sexual intimate relationship with a white male or female is a person in a state of mental retardation. This is a person who either one does not understand what is happening to them and cannot make a clear decision. Or two, they've been so psychologically damaged that they seek validation because their self esteem is so devastated. So black people that are pursuing, well, they're not pursuing white people. White people always make the decision of whether that sex will take place. But that black person who is coerced or manipulated or allows himself into a sexual relationship with a white person, the main thing is that they're white and they want to get that white validation. So I would, you know, I would caution white people not to take it as a compliment. This is a person in a prison camp who is seeking some relief from the prison. And they feel, if I can't get relief in this white supremacy system, maybe I can get some psychological relief from this one white person who appears to be treating me like a human being. So it really, this, this, these black people involved with white people, it really has very little to do with you personally. It has everything to do with seeking white validation and seeking some psychological relief in the prison camp. So a white person who says that they're against white supremacy wouldn't make the sacrifice to give that victim a chance to get out of that state of mental retardation. Because as long as they're engaging in sex with the same people that are oppressing them, they are getting deeper and deeper into that psychological retardation. It is actually an act of damaging another human being because you're confusing them. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, I'll end my commentary there, and then, you know, uh, whoever else has something to say, I'll listen. Um,
3: I guess I... <sighs> I can understand your um, comparing blacks engaging with sexual encounters with whites um, as comparing that to mental retardation, if um, I guess if and when um, those blacks aren't aware of their position in society and position in um, in different roles in society, I can understand how that is, Um, how that could be equated to mental retardation then. However, if I think... um, If blacks or non-whites in general sort of understand where they are positioned in society, um, and I still think can have frank conversations with at least maybe not all whites, but maybe some, maybe their partner can have frank conversations about race with their partner. I can't see that as um, mental retardation. I can see that as a healthy relationship, and
6: I guess. Oh, it, it may you may see it as healthy because it benefits the system of white supremacy, because that black male that's laying down with you or any other white female will never challenge the system, and I think for a lot of white females, being with a black male is a is a feeling of power. You're a superior person in a position with an inferior person, and you have power in that relationship that you may not have with a white male. So I think a lot of white females really need to do some self-evaluation about why they're laying down with these black males. You know, is it an ego trip? Is it a sense of having control and power when you lack that control and power with white males? You know, is it the beast and the uh, the, uh, the King Kong and the, and the bestial fantasy? Uh, I don't think relationships between black males and white females or white males and black females can be untainted by being in a system of white supremacy. They're automatically tainted, just like a prison warden having sex with a prisoner. There's no way in the world he could keep her locked up in that prison and say he cares about her. There's no way in the world he can be in the prison in a superior position and say he can have an equal, respectful relationship because he knows That that prisoner who is voluntarily having sex with him does not respect herself, because if she respected herself, she would not have sex with the same person that's mistreating her. So a black male or female that's having sex with you is telling you they don't respect themselves, because if they did, they would not lay down with the same people who are mistreating them. So it is a form of mental retardation in that sense. It's not that that black person doesn't know that they're in a in a racist society. They do not understand the significance of laying down with racist people while they're trying to overcome that racism. That's what I mean about mental retardation. They don't understand that the, what they're doing is the last thing they should be doing if they want to overcome racism. And the white people who are laying down with them know that. And so the white person is laying down with a non white or black person claiming to care about them but not telling them the truth about what is happening, not telling them the truth about racism is not hello it's not a person that can say they genuinely care about that black person and I'll I'll cut off there I think I've already taken up too much time so I'll just listen okay
3: um I guess this is something that I guess I have to think about more. It's something I've been thinking about, and um, especially since the email exchange I've had with um, one of your viewers, is something that I have been thinking about, but I haven't been able to... I know that I feel strongly that um, interracial couples or non-white, um, non-white people dating white people, it's something that I'm not against, and I do feel strongly for that, um, and it's something that... I cannot articulate right now. Um well right now it's something I have to think about more and I I guess you have given me a lot to think about, so I will um thank you for for giving me that. I'm sorry, I just I cannot respond articulately um to your point right now.
6: Well I appreciate you letting me make the point, so I'm I'm going to just go on mute. Thank you. Thank you.
2: context of white supremacy Um, wow wow I guess if we I'm just curious if we switch the terms around do you you see any constructive value uh, or do you even see any logic behind a non-white person having a sexual relationship with a racist
3: I see this is the benefits that I see are all personal benefits something that you get from (laughs) the <laughs> maybe this is just me not being able to separate uh sex from um this is sex from love but or sex from because whenever I speak of dating I speak of fall like falling in love with someone and I guess the benefits of falling in love with someone I think are why you would want to date someone.
1: Hmm
2: terms, again, so, so what I said, benefits from a non-white person being in a sexual relationship with a racist. Can you think of any constructive value to that, any way that a non-white person would benefit from having sexual intercourse with a racist? And your response
3: is... That... Um, I guess from... From strictly looking at sex, physical carnal carnal pleasure, um, if you're just looking at sex. Um, And if you're just looking at sex, then I am – yeah, I don't
2: know. Do you think it's possible that some of your resistance to this is you consciously, unconsciously, directly, indirectly practicing racism white supremacy? Do you think that's possible?
3: I'm not sure, I guess. I'm not sure.
2: It sounds like then it it could be possible, right? Since you're not sure, it could be possible that this could be you consciously, unconsciously, directly, indirectly practicing racism, white supremacy. It sounds like, yes, it could be possible then, right?
3: I guess just as well it could as it could be impossible yeah it could be possible
2: okay yeah. took some teeth pulling there took some teeth pulling Got, be honest be honest thank you for being honest there took some uh, took some effort see that's what i said I've observed that consistently it's very hard for white people that is an integral way that they keep this system rolling um, Being not being honest with non-white people I would encourage you uh, Olivia Straub and any other white person if you Really, you know, say you are about ending this system. That's one of the main things that you can do, no matter how tough it is, no matter how hard it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Do not lie to non-white people at any time for any reason. You have got to be honest with non-white If you, you know, are about ending racism, white supremacy, I've concluded that white people are not really interested in uh ending this system uh, so I don't I don't expect that but I, I still tell non-white people and white people that's one thing you can request from white people if you're really interested in ending the system really make that effort to uh, be have the courage to tell the truth very simple um, I guess unless any of the uh, other folks unless you all had a quick question you wanted to get in uh, miss drops said she had to uh, depart Did anybody have a quick question they were looking to get in
4: I do uh, can I be heard? Yes ma'am. Okay. Um Miss Straub, uh since you say that um hey you are uh that uh, you really want to um uh that uh you want racism, white supremacy to be uh, eliminated. Uh would you be um, uh would you uh like to invest in the cows? I'm um, since you say that you, uh, want to, um, eliminate racism, white supremacy, or that, um, that, uh, you want it to be gone, um, would you be willing to invest in my counter-racist efforts?
3: Um, invest in it? Yes. Uh, how so? Uh...
4: You can go uh, to my blog, uh, Just Do Justice Today. and then just click the donate button and go from there. Um. Uh, Do Justice Today. Just Do Justice Today. All right. Um.
3: I will, uh, if I have, uh, I will definitely uh, <laughs> keep that option open to um, donate money if I can. Uh, right now I'm still, I, I'll donate when and if I can.
4: Okay.
3: Right. Uh, are you, okay, okay, thank you. All right. thank you.
8: Right. Uh, can I ask a question
2: uh, we can we can hear you, sir.
8: okay, um yeah, so uh you were saying before that uh like in your article about um I'm racist, or whatever, like talk about how white people are racist, you said uh something about being able to turn your whiteness quote unquote your whiteness or whatever. Um, on and off, or, like, your white racial um, identity? So...
3: Uh, it's not, just, not uh, I just want to correct you, it's not turning my white racial identity off, but it's turning my consciousness of my race off, really, is what I'm referring to. Now, I don't so have to be conscious of the that, fact that I am white. Sorry? So, uh, is
8: that... Is that like schizophrenia? Is that like a mild
1: schizophrenia?
3: No, it is not. It's just something that white people in this society, white is viewed as quote unquote the norm. So white people are, do not have to be conscious of the fact that they are white and, and that's something that I fall that I I do as well. I'm not, I don't have to be conscious of the fact that I'm white in everyday situations because I am white. and it's considered quote unquote the norm. It's not at all uh, schizophrenia. Well,
8: because you're you're writing articles about like about this topic, and it just seems like it's full. Your your arguments are, or you know, if you want to argue it, but I mean, just like what you're saying is has a lot of kind of like seems like you could think it out a lot better. Um, know, it seems like kind of inconsistent. Um, That's
3: all. Okay, I'm. All right. Yes, I'm not exactly sure what you. Uh, oh, what um, I couldn't really get out what the last point of that was. Why is it inconsistent? In regards to the consciousness, like people, like, people being conscious of consciousness of race. How is that inconsistent with um?
8: Well, with 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 race being like. Uh, uh, like within the last, what, like 15, like 20, there, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how long. But, I mean, it seems like we've kind of debunked the whole kind of biological legitimacy of speaking to race. So, I mean, of course, the perspective, I understand your perspective that you present, but it seems like if you yeah, – it just seems like an easy way out to say that um, you can turn your race on and off, but then you can say like, oh, well we can be in relationships with non-white people and it's all good. Things like that it just doesn't seem like if you if you can be such a chameleon within this racist paradigm where, where you have the power, then it, it doesn't seem right that you should be able to do whatever you want. While you're talking about the fact that you're, you know, uh, harming people, you know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's something that I will, uh, I will just uh, have to think about. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you.
2: context of white supremacy Uh, again our guest Olivia Straub admitted racist white supremacist Uh, her article it is available online I'm a racist and so are you Uh, again and also you can check the archives if you would like more information reckless 2.0 she was a guest on their program as well reckless 2.0, Vickus and D-Train. Thank you for sharing a bit of your Monday afternoon, uh, Ms. Straub. Enjoy the dialogue, and uh, I hope you will ponder on the no sex with non-white people. If that's something that you co-sign on, maybe you can uh, amend the way that you speak about racism, white supremacy, and suggest that to other non-white people when you talk to them. Hey, you can work against racism, white supremacy by staying out of bed with white people.
3: I guess, and I would hope that you'd be able to do the opposite and just see that there can be potential benefits or positives from um, non-white and white relationships, between, or relationships between white and non-white people. So, But um, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I enjoyed this uh, conversation. <clears throat> and thank you. You
2: later. All right. We will look out for new articles. Thank you. Good evening. Mm -hmm. Good afternoon. All
3: right. Good afternoon. Bye now.
2: Context of white supremacy. Mm. Mm. We'll do the quick commercial and see if anyone has any comments they would like to share. We will be right back. Context of white supremacy
0: racismdaily.com your number one source for global news reports on race racism and overt actions of white supremacy from asia to the Americas to europe to australia to africa racism is not a thing of the past it is our current reality be informed be globally informed you should be the first to know racismdaily.com racismdaily.com racismdaily.com
9: Is racism hurting you? On issues of race, are you unable to speak, think, and act with clarity and confidence? Are you tired of laughing when nothing is funny, smiling when you are not happy, agreeing when you really disagree? counterracism.com, you can learn specific strategies and techniques to counter the behaviors of the people who practice racism in all areas of activity, using words correctly, following counterracist logic, even counterracist science projects designed to reveal what racism is, how it works and how to counter it the open source code writing format allows you to pick and choose from a variety of counter racist suggestions, so you can produce the code that works for you stop by counterracism.com today and help replace racism with justice
1: that's counter-racism.com
5: do you need a one-stop shop for all of your multimedia needs Triumphant Multimedia is a skilled team of professionals with a passion for great marketing and chic design. Our specialties include consulting, brand development, copywriting, and creative graphic design that's second to none. We also offer photography, photo retouching, videography, and video editing. At Triumphant Multimedia, our goal is to provide highly effective creative solutions built to suit any individual need or budget. Give us a call at 678-732-8067 or check us out online at tri Multimedia.com.
4: Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is Justice with the Cows Radio program. If you want to learn about, understand, and counter racism, white supremacy, Be sure not to miss a COWS episode. We keep them jammed, packed with constructive information. To sharpen your use of words, to help eliminate the system of racism, white supremacy, ASAP. Also, to be able to invest in my counter-racist efforts, co-hosting the COWS radio program, please visit my blog, justdojusticetoday.blogspot.com. you're just saying just buckets and buckets
6: of work you have just debuted this phenomenal look tonight Viola. So you gotta give me head to toe and i've said i told her just a minute ago i love that you're wearing the natural thank you you know my husband encouraged me and i think it was time to step into who i was and to be bold about it i don't think that when you tell people and show people what you are that you need to do it with a whimper. And she's not making a statement. She's who she is, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, it's who she is. Was it hard though? I mean, was it a hard, because we see you and you always look so glamorous I and mean, we know you wear wigs, but was it hard to just take it off? It yeah, was. So was I, it was, but I have to tell you, it was not as hard as I thought it would be. Really? So therefore I think it was time. Absolutely. That's why it was just time. Because you are wearing it. Oh, Vera Wang. <laughs> Vera Wang. And it's Libra purse. hmm And it's it's adorable. And I know they're gonna take you away, but just can you kind of
2: context of white supremacy? Again, that was not me. Uh, white people. I'm picking up some background noise. Uh, that was not me. The sound clip uh, ended abruptly. Uh, The video clip that they were showing ended abruptly, but that was from the Oscars yesterday evening. Um, Viola, make sure I get the name correct, Viola Davis, Viola Davis, black female. She was one of the actresses who was nominated uh, for an Academy Award for uh, The Help. She did not win um, one of the other. Uh, black female actresses did win, but uh, Viola Davis, she was nominated for uh, Best Actress. Uh, she didn't win, but they were interviewing her on the red carpet before the ceremonies began. And she didn't have her hair chemically mutilated. She didn't have a crazy weave. Her natural creator-given hair. And uh, one of one of our listeners actually mailed that, uh, that segment to me, and he pointed out words, just paying attention to words, The female who was doing the interview, and it was a non white female, it looked like a black female to me, but, you know, I could be wrong. Definitely non white, I believe. The female who was doing the interview, she said, uh, wow, was it, was it tough? Was it hard? We normally, uh, you normally look so glamorous. And he thought, wow, the suggestion that you cannot have natural hair and be glamorous words the beauty con game right there in the words that are used but you can see that if you want to see the visual that goes along with it, it's on uh, CNN you can probably just uh, go to CNN do a site search for Viola Davis and that video clip will Uh, most likely pop up where you can see everything you can see her hair she looks great the listener who mailed that clip he also pointed out he thought it was great her husband was right there too you can see her husband he's with her and he's saying she looks great she is who she is she looks beautiful and he's encouraging her and supporting her bingo that might be one you want to put an asterisk to see what happens to her career after that that might be something to uh, rile up white people Uh, I'm told I think two of such incidents happened yesterday Uh, The other one quickly, Luau Ding. I didn't get to see any of this because we were on the air, but uh, the All-Star Game was yesterday. Apparently, Luau Ding, he's a black male. Um, He was he was one of the players in the game and he came out and he had on a T-shirt that had a picture, a big picture of the continent of Africa. And he I'm told he he was actually born in the Sudan and. said that that, him wearing this t-shirt it violated the dress code that they have for the players at the All-Star game and uh, someone they put it on my Facebook and I said why it reminded me of Craig Hodges uh, who's also a black male Uh, they both Craig Hodges and Luau Dang they both play or played for the Chicago Bulls and Craig Hodges he seemed to be a lot less confused about white supremacy. He played with Michael Jordan, and he used to have his African garb and he used to talk about racism, white supremacy and white people, you know, got him out of the league quickly. Um, I've even there have even been segments talking about what happened to him and how they didn't want a black person like that to be in the NBA. Um, that would be my quick shot on some of the things that happened under the entertainment arm of racism, white supremacy yesterday. Uh, I'll check the folks on the phone lines. Uh, we'll be back again. Second broadcast will be later this evening, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, before I had the phone lines, Justice, did you have anything? Uh, oh, you have racist jokes. Let us let's hear the racist jokes. <laughs>
4: Okay, Uh let's see, um, for, uh, well, you can find these on 1000funnyjokes.com, 1000funnyjokes.com, uh, the 1000, it's a number form, so, you know. Uh, first one, three, uh, three things you can't give a black person. Uh, what are three things you can't give a black person? A black eye, a fat lip, and a job. Um, 10 kids. Uh, what do you call a white person with 10 get kids? Uh, a Wexican family. What travels at 200 kilometers an hour? What, um, a black man hearing a dollar drop to the ground White owl and a black owl what is the di- what is what is the difference between a white owl and a black owl a white owl goes hoo hoo a black owl goes hoo dut hoo dut um let's see mexican baptism what do you call a Mexican baptism? Bean dip. <laughs> uh, oh, this is tough. Uh, blacks and bicycles. What do, you, what do blacks and bicycles have in common? They both work. Go with chains. chocolate biscuit um oh never mind that's just the post um most wanted what do you call a black man with nice things the f b i is top most wanted and <laughs> how uh, keep a black man busy. How do you keep a black man busy? Create him a Twitter account. <laughs> oh, man, that stuff. Um, starve a black man. How do you starve a black man? Hide his food stamps under his work boots. Um. I'll do, like... One, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, I'll do these four, and then I'll be done. (laughs) Um, Blacks have flat noses. Why do blacks have flat noses? That's where God put his feet when he was pulling off their tails. 1,000 black people. What do you call one thousand black people on a plane back to Africa? A good start. Um blacks are like sperm. Why are blacks like sperm? Only one in a million actually work. Elevator full of white people. What do you call an elevator full of white people? A box of crackers? <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's good.
2: Hmm. Trifling. <laughs> yeah. Trif I will say the Twitter one, how do you keep a black <laughs> man busy create a Twitter account? I don't uh You don't get it. I don't get that. I might need a white person to break that one down to me.
7: <laughs> uh, oh.
3: hmm.
2: No, I don't even I mean, I've heard a lot of uh I've heard a lot of black people who have con- not just myself who have commented that they're not really fans of Twitter, but you know. Maybe I'm ignorant and retarded. Um I'll hit the uh I'll hit the folks that are If you all on the phone lines, if you know that one, you can you can help out cuz I'm I'm missing that one a little bit. Um the folks that dialed in uh 2736 uh PAM Ah, caller in California. Pras, your lines are open.
4: Gus, uh, I think, um, I think I know what they're talking about. Um, I think, um, what they mean, cause like it says, how do you keep a black man busy? Um, create him a Twitter account. I think, um, like Twitter, meaning like, um, tweet, like, like in order to keep a black person busy. Um. Uh, the black man tweets a white person, or uh, like once that like uh busy meaning like um that black person is getting busy with a white person. That might um be what they mean. I don't know. But that's just my guess. That
0: could be. I, I had a guess.
2: Oh oh yeah you got if you got a guess, please
0: oh okay, uh I remember you mentioned uh you referred before to the Boondocks, a particular episode of uh, Let's Nab Oprah, and uh you had Jen Rummy and uh another guy talking about uh nigger technology that you only use two thumbs and it's not connected to a printer. Well, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of black people tw- tweet on their phones. So it could be a reference to that being uh, nigger technology. Hmm. That
2: That's all I
0: was going to say. That could be,
1: I don't know.
2: I feel like white people, the Oscar page had a Twitter account. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah, I've said I don't like Twitter. I hate Twitter. Uh, I would encourage black people, based on what we I've heard the past few days, where black people keep getting in trouble for things that they posted on Twitter, I am no fan of it. Unless you're using it for business purposes, I would advise black people to not have a Twitter account. That's all I have to say about that. I'll mute my line. Uh, the person who called in, I think that might be black7158. Your line is open, too.
7: I'll mute my line. Oh, yeah. I'll tell off of what the gentleman said. And what you said, Gus, I believe that's correct, about the Twitter. Uh, black people have been known to com—I mean, be on Twitter a lot and get in conflicts with each other a lot. They even call it tweeping, Um off the word beefing. You know, black people were on that a lot. And staying busy, <laughs> being non-constructive. So could have some uh, relevance to what you were talking about. <clears throat> that's all.
5: Yeah, I actually did. Um, my first cousin, he sends me a lot of, I guess, tweets in my, uh, in my text inbox. Um, apparently, I have a Twitter, but I don't, I don't recall if it's not enough for one, so I guess I get a lot of tweets in my, my inbox. And yeah, so I do think that there are some black people on it pretty often, but especially on their phones, maybe not on the
7: computer. That's how I follow the cows. I'm on Twitter. You know, I see the tweets.
2: I have an account, but believe me, if you see me tweeting anything, it is racist man, racist woman, what they are up to, or when the cows is going to be on. That is it.
7: I don't know. I saw you the other day. uh, And I'm
1: playing.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I will say that uh, uh, Olivia and Miss Olivia seemed a bit, well, she was flustered when she was on our program, but uh, yeah, she seemed a bit flustered, uh, especially towards the end. Um, she did. She saw it, Seemed a little uncomfortable. Well, really
1: uncomfortable uh,
5: towards the end. Um, I don't know if anybody else noticed that.
2: I felt like she had a lot of uncomfortable pauses trying to get her words together for how she was going to answer questions. Um, lots of long, uncomfortable pauses and trying to get her words together. Um, I don't know if you can compare to her performance on your program. Like, did she, what she was getting flustered around and how she responded when she was on your program.
5: Okay. Um, well, first thing uh, we called out on practicing race. She has a non-white, uh, quote unquote friend. Um, and at the beginning of the program, we agreed that we were going to have both of them on the program, but I guess um, her non-white friend had showed up late. Um, so when we were interviewing her, um, I guess, you know, generally, she, I guess she has trouble getting her words together. Maybe she just started in this whole anti-racism racism business. So anyway, um, her non-white friend, like, you know, helping her out, coaching her with the answers at first, like, you could hear her whispering in the background, and I said, well, you know, one of the ways that I think, because we asked it specifically, you know, how do you think you practice racism? She was like, well, I don't know. I benefit a lot, but I'm not sure exactly how I practice it. And I said, well, I can tell you one of the ways that you're practicing right now. You have your non-white friend assisting you in answering questions. Um, and then she was like, yeah, you're right. She brought a non-white friend on, and, um, you know, they – we had both of them on the program from there on out but from there on out she was a bit um, she did she did have a bit more um, she had a bit more causes than, than she did at first and I think part of that is you know that's just her but um, towards the end of our program uh, when we did start talking about the sex thing uh, she got really uncomfortable and one of the things that I will point out um, and I said that this could also be her practice in racism is that I think she specifically said on our program that she didn't like the idea of having sex with, you know, racist. I was like, well, aren't you a racist? And, you know, she was like, yeah, but, you know, and I was like, well, I think that's, you know, you practicing racism, you're, you being a white person and an admitted racist and saying, oh, well, I don't want to have sex with these racists, that's why I hate non-white males, but, you know, non-white males are dating you, so you're holding yourself to some type of different standard. Um, But, yeah, that's around the sex thing is where she got really uncomfortable. I mean, I think generally she might have, you know, she might not be as fluid uh, putting her thoughts together quickly, but, yeah, the, the sex thing really got her flustered.
7: Yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed that a lot, too, you know, white people leaving them back doors for them to escape, you know, <clears throat> from from being called racist or say, hey, it's not me, you know. Uh, yes, textbook, textbook white supremacy.
5: <laughs> it's like um, she'll admit that she's a racist, but it's just like, oh, well, I'm well-meaning or whatever, so I don't really kill myself. It's kind of like the Joanna thing.
7: Um, you know, right.
5: Joanna program. I remember that. Like I, I'm generally against this, but you know, not me, not me. <laughs> right.
1: And
7: <laughs> not. Um. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's sort of like programming, you know. If you study information systems, like programmers, if if this is a system instead of an information system, it's the system of white supremacy, and white people are the programmers. Every programmer always leaves a back door in a program that they create so they can slip in where they don't have to go through the proper channels, you know, and I see that white people do that often. They leave themselves a back door, causing confusion, you know. Well, it's racist, but I'm not one, you know. It's not me, you know, like you said. So that's pretty interesting right there, I've noticed.
5: I actually I actually
8: do program. Um, oh, you do? I exactly,
7: yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, see. <laughs> well, I mean I'm not a programmer but I have to study it. I'm going um for a certification. Um, so I've j I've just noticed that.
5: Yeah, definitely. I
0: think that's a excellent yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. It yeah. it's certain words you can tell that they're they're sweating when they say I don't recall, I don't remember, Right. you know, and they, they use that constantly if they're in a wall, uh, you know, I can't remember. It may have happened, but I don't recall. <laughs> I mean, you see people do that in court also. Right. Well, I
5: think it's a way out of saying maybe or possibly, because um, I think what you're referring to as confesses said, uh, could just maybe be you practicing racism can sex with black man, And she said, well, "I don't know, maybe." And, well, she said, "I don't know." She didn't say maybe. You know, the question was, could it maybe her practicing racism? She said, "I don't know." And I so was like, "Well, um, so it does mean that you're possibly practicing racism." And she's like, "Well, yes." So it's kind of like. Even even when you have white people that will hit to need and will bit honest, it's almost like it's painful to them to fit like in in the most direct in the most direct manner, uh, in frank manner that they you know, whatever that might what, might make them think that they're a bad person, or something like that. I think I've noted that a lot with the white people. It's okay when it's all in theory and it's technical once you start saying, um, what do you do, Um, then it's, I guess they try to intellectualize, you know, distance themselves from thinking of themselves.
7: Yeah, definitely. It's like committing suicide for them, you know, to end racism, white supremacy, That's just like committing suicide. That's why it's so painful for them, to be honest, you know. (laughs)
2: wanted to ask is why well, I think Pam is still with us also. Um did you hear or see, I guess, the uh Viola Davis and her the natural hair and what happened at the Oscars last night? Did you uh were you aware of all that? Are you still there, Pam? I thought she was still oh, the Oh,
6: I'm show. sorry, I, I I didn't hear who you were talking to. Oh, okay. uh no I didn't see any of it, uh I'm gonna, I would like to see uh, what, what she looked like, but no, I didn't see anything.
2: Okay. Yeah, the the video is up um, on CNN. I'll see if I can can go back and dig out the link for it. But uh, yeah, you get to see her. You get to see her husband and how they're responding to her with uh, her natural hair, no chemical, no chemical mutilation, no weaves or anything, and. Very interesting the way they responded. She, as I said, she did not win for Best Actress, but uh, white people made a note. Hmm, might have one of our subjects not conforming to the program.
6: Yeah, I, I remember you mentioned a comment that was made, you know, you normally look so glamorous. They really do not want black women to wear our natural hair, and I, that is crystal clear to me.
2: Absolutely. I was—I uh, don't know if we'll have time, we'll we'll see if we'll have to make time at some point this week. Uh, Melissa Harris-Perry, she's a non-white female. Uh, she has her own television program. We played a segment before. She was on the uh, Colbert Show. I'm forgetting his first name, um, Stephen Colbert or Sean Colbert, whatever it is. She was on his program. He's a white man, suspected racist, and they were talking about her book, which is about racism and different racist uh, stereotypes that white people have of black females, and she was on her program uh, just a couple of days ago, and they were talking about The Help, and uh, they had a white female on who's written a book about white people and why it's so important for them to have this mammy figure. She had a black comedian on who was saying, you know, The Help is pretty racist, same stereotypes, Hattie McDaniel all over, and then they had a black female who said she was An actual domestic servant for white people. And it was it's like 20 minutes. We'll see if we can play it at some point. But my quick thought, it is phenomenal because it's supposed to be Melissa Harris Perry's show. I think her name is in it and everything. It is incredible um, the way that white people can control things so that it's still. What they want, how they want things to run, what they want to project—all of the racist think is still there, but it will be black people on stage uh, doing the talking. So it looks like black people are in charge. Really, uh, I mean, it's just—you you just have to watch and pay attention—to have this black female, she's an older, older woman. Excuse me, older female. I think she she looks like she's over easily over 55, easily. And she's saying, yeah, this the help, that was me. You know, I worked with these white people and I loved those white children. I had that same loving and affectionate relationship with the white children that I worked for. And that was me. I felt like, you know, this is a lot of black people go through this and those relationships are there. It's not just Hollywood. And you really do have those caring, tight knit relationships between the domestic servants and the white families. And it goes on from there, really. Uh, white people at work are and refined to have mostly white people, excuse me, mostly non white people on stage and doing the talking on this program. And the one white person, one white person, and she's written a book saying, yeah, this is racism. White people are invested in having this image of black mammies, everybody else, non white, very interesting segment.
5: Speaking of uh, white people getting to work, um, there was another, um, racist uh, headline in ESPN um, I believe it was today um, apparently there's this quote-unquote Korean or I think it I think it was Korean um, soccer player and his name is something -gook um, and in the headline in ESPN they didn't they didn't um, They didn't uh, put his whole last name up there. So, like, if you would think of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, nobody would refer to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as Jabbar. They would refer to him as Abdul-Jabbar. So, in the headline, it just says, uh, Gook, Gook, double scores for the win, or something like that in the headline. And I actually have an image on this um, that I think I posted on Facebook earlier. But, yeah, and it has a picture on him on the front, and it just says, Gook. Scores for the win, or something like that. Um, very interesting, and people will—I'm guessing—people will say, "Well, you know, that's his last name," so it's just really refined because you know these people get paid, you know, probably a hundred thousand dollars a year um, to be um, to play with words. I mean, it's supposed to be—you know—supposedly the best journalist in the industry, um, and people overlook it because, oh, well, no, that's his last name. Thought that was another interesting thing to bring up about white people uh, being refined.
7: They might be getting payback. I'm sorry. Yeah, they might be getting payback for um, the other white supremacist friends getting fired for the Jeremy Lin joke. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah, I thought that. Too. Wouldn't be surprised, you know.
6: They should just hang on. They won't be fired long. They'll get another job, or they'll get reinstated or transferred. You know. <laughs> I haven't really, I try to remember all of the white people that got fired supposedly for saying racist things. I can only remember one that I know of for sure that that stayed fired, and I think that was Jimmy the Greek.
5: Jimmy the Greek, yeah.
6: And other than that, as far as I know, they've all either gotten, re- and a lot of them have gotten rehired making more money. So if that was them, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, he'll be, those two guys, they'll be back in in business.
0: You know, safety net, white supremacy. Yeah, we could argue that the reason they're being punished is not for their statement. It's just that they were showing a less refined version of racism, white supremacy. That's why they were disciplined. Not for the statement, but because they were too open with it. They weren't speaking in code. Right.
6: And also you have to punish white people once in a while because you keep that whole thing going of black people supposedly having the power to fire white people. So, you know, they you know they want to keep that perception that black people are punishing white people, that white people are being punished for being raped, you know, for, you know, be- white people, in other words, white people are being victimized.
5: I've actually had uh, white people uh, say that that is a way that black people have power in this country and in the world, um, that, you know, that white people get fired for saying racist things about, you know, non-white people. Um, and they, they use that as an example of how non-white people have power, um, in this area of the world. And I was like, well, normally, you know, it's white people that fire them. So I don't see how that's us having any power at all. I think that's just them trying to keep their money, um, try to keep their public image, uh, try to refine racism. So, you know, we think, you know, that society, you know, white people generally aren't racist. That's what, it, that's what it indicates to me. It doesn't really indicate that we have any real type of power.
7: Exactly. And I see that same argument white people throw out. Like, if you go to those Yahoo articles, I mean, you'll see white people just practicing white supremacy You know, man, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy.
5: Yeah, Yahoo is probably the worst one. Um, yeah, Yahoo is definitely bad. I think it's worse than uh, so-called Fox News. It's, yeah, it's right, crazy.
8: right. <laughs> well, the, the word Yahoo I think refers to white
7: people. Mm, that's true. <laughs>
2: Isn't that in Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> I, mean, I think it I mean right I don't know Books, I think it's in gulliver's travels uh yahoo's they uh that's one of the words they use to reference the characters, like white people love that book book film what it you know whichever way you want to look at it, but I think it is in there.
6: I got another one for you, somebody told me today, and I think I may have heard it before uh, you know what cowpoke is, right? <laughs> no, I never heard it. <laughs> Well, you know, cowpoke. how they say he's an old cowpoke. You know, in the cowboy movies. No, go ahead. <laughs> <I ain't never laughs> heard well, oh, no. cows and cows, cowboys, cows, poke, cowboys, cowboys. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, think,
6: I think that's what you know. I, I, it's funny to me, and I'm laughing, but I do think that supposedly has some association. I mean, I was told that you know the you know because when you look back at old words. That have lived throughout, you know, whatever. There's a, the reason the words were invented for a reason. I mean, you know, what I mean, they they come from something. You know, they don't just come out of the clear sky. You know, so I think it has something to do with cowboys having sex. You know, uh, having sex broke with back cows. Brokeback mountains. Huh.
7: Like a brokeback mountain type of vibe.
6: Well, cows, cowboys poking cows.
7: <laughs> oh, bestiality. <wow. laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> well,
6: yeah. That's. I mean, seriously. I mean, it sounds funny, but I think that is. I think that's supposed to be true.
7: I wouldn't doubt it.
8: <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to the, um on the archives that podcast, uh, the cows with um I forget her name, but uh about kin the Kinsey report guy okay, Alfred Kinsey, who opened the door for pornography and homosexuality, took it off the DSM. And he was a zoologist before he became a sex sexpert. You know, so. Trifling.
2: Dr. Me. Judith Reisman, that bestiality, if you... And I, I made a brief comment about the film, Kenzie, because white people had to do a film to glorify this guy. In the film, they have a line where... They're interviewing people right to learn more about their sexual history and they have a line where it's meant to be a joke about bestiality like they make it funny like the guy says uh, he's talking with like a really thick uh, Latino accent uh, so-called Spanish speaker and he asks. I think the question he asks him is when he, when is the first time you had sex and he says uh, when I was 14 I had sex with whores. Or a whore, but he says it in a way it sounds like horse. And so the guy's like, what? And they've trained him. You're not supposed to respond. You're not supposed to react. You're not supposed to be emotional. So he's like, oh, OK, so how long have you had sex with horses? And the guy's like, what? How did you know I had sex with a horse? And he's like, well, you just told me. And he said, I said when I was 14, I had sex with, a ho- with whores, whores. And he was like, oh, and you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> I was like, there you go. White people have a, they are so good at making things that are sexually deviant and incorrect. They're just right. a joke. So it will begin to change the way you think about it. That right there, making it funny, makes it a lot more acceptable. Now we can laugh about having sex with horses.
7: I heard in France they have that uh, bestiality is legal or something like that.
8: I just I, I just
5: read.
8: Re- re- Sorry,
5: go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, uh, and I don't want to tailspin, but uh, in Switzerland I know they made incest. So. Mm.
1: I'm not sure about bestiality.
6: I think Greece recently classified uh, pedophilia as a disability. Wow! Uh, one of the listeners sent me the email on that. Yeah, b bestiali- c something not bestiality, pedophilia, and something else as a disability.
8: <clears throat> yeah, i had seen something on actually on Facebook from some other um, like YouTube type. It was it was this uh, this media. Um, you know, what, just all this, you know, YouTube type site, but for Hispanic people. And so one of these videos was somebody posted on on Facebook um, was about. I watched it. It was like maybe 20 minutes. I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was just disgusting. Um, but it was this white guy. He's like the correspondent. You know, he's just this chill, sit, this like this like young younger white you know male like maybe maybe 20 kind of looked like, you know, upper middle class. He's, like, you know, got some tattoos and, you know, nice designer clothes. And he's talking about how dudes out in Nicaragua or something are having sex with, they're, they're, they're coming of age having sex with donkeys. And but the whole the whole documentary, he's, he's, he's actually there. You know, he's, he takes a plane ride, goes out there, and he's all hanging out in bars and stuff. And he goes out to the countryside, and he's talking with these people that are living in shanty towns with tooth, no teeth and stuff like that, very you know very you know you know ravaged by white supremacy obviously the the, the um um and these, these people are talking about how yeah they have these coming of age experiences with donkeys and this guy is just sitting the whole time he's like in a golf cart driving around with a beer in one hand you know he's got tattoos and he's talking he's like laughing like ah, oh, these you know like wow i guess it's what they like to do you know i was like that's what that's what they they probably taught them that Anyway, yeah, problems white people.
0: <laughs> wasn't there like it? there not there an old? Uh, I don't know if it's they, you know, because I've heard it referenced in certain things about the uh, in Europe when they'd have a lot of sheep that there was some relationship between the shepherds and the sheep, and I've heard that come up in different jokes and different things. Right. even children's film. I I was recently watching. Uh, this uh, film called Tangled. It's a CGI Disney film. And uh, I think they go into this one uh, inn, which is supposedly a Viking headquarters. I might be incorrect. And uh, there were two things that I mentioned. Uh, Gus might want to do another uh, children's program on this film, Tangled. Uh, They go to this house. It's all men. And they have an old man in his underwear. And he's like, they're swinging him around. And then they have a sheep prominently featured, and you just wonder, like, okay, it's a house full of men. They all look, you know, rough and rugged, and you have an old guy in his underwear, and you have this sheep. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has seen that film, uh, Tangle.
4: Uh, I've seen it before, actually, I think four times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you guys do a, a counter-racist review of that film?
4: Mm-mm, no.
0: Okay, because there was a lot in there. I mean, with the blonde hair and her hair having powers, healing powers, like you could just wrap her blonde hair around your hand and it would heal any cuts or wounds that you had. Mm-hmm. And how her mother, you know, was was not her mother who stole her away from her, her, her real parents. She looked to be a uh, Jewish or Italian, a lower caste white person, and she had curly, dark hair in contrast to Rapunzel's blonde, beautiful, long hair. They glowed in the dark also.
8: Why, why was it called Tangled?
0: Uh, because her hair was tangled. It was so long. The, it was based on the Rapunzel story where uh, she was put up in this big high tower and the only way that someone could get to her, because her hair had some type of magic, that she had to, you know, R- Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. So the, the knight who would save her would climb her hair up to the top of the tower because it was so long. But it, so it wasn't
8: tangled. It wasn't tangled, though, was it? Um, or I guess just, uh, I guess I see just
0: yeah, hair it. was tangled. it was a play on words with that. It, it got tangled. She used it for different things. She used it as a rope to swing across a ledge. Um, basically, it was like her hair could do anything. At one point, they were drowning, and uh, they were in this cave. They couldn't see anything. And then she would sing this song, and then her hair started glowing. So the hair was glowing under the water. So the uh, main character could uh, find a way an escape route from this cave that was slowly filling up with water. This is really twisted, and I was thinking, Disney, typical. Did you did you um, uh, Justice? Did you have some of those same? Uh, did you notice some some similar things in that film?
4: Um, of... Compared to what you were saying?
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, yes, I did. Okay. And then what I've also noticed was that, like, at the end, because, um... It was, uh... I forgot what his name was. The, um, white male that had the dark hair.
1: hmm
4: Um, yeah, him. Uh, he, um uh because he was doing some bad things and then so uh the rapunzel's um not uh, it's uh supposed to well it's not her mom but um her she um she said that uh he should be hanged for his crime i noticed that too
0: yeah right and uh As long as she didn't cut her hair, she had power, and it would stay blonde. But the moment that it was cut, it would turn back brown again, and that would be her, like, giving up her power.
4: She would have no power at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I noticed something, that even with her blonde hair, if you can, you know, you can tell when somebody's bleaching by looking at the color of the eyebrows. That's why we knew, like, Marilyn Monroe was, a bleach blonde, you just look at the eyebrow color. you know some people actually go as far as dyeing the eyebrows, but if you look at the eyebrow color and the eyebrows are brown and the hair is blonde, you know they're bleaching now. This is a computer animated film, and the the white woman who played Rapunzel's eyebrows were brown, so she's not even a real blonde, and they it's kind of like they could have just made her eyebrows blonde. <laughs> but it's it's weird it's like a distortion or a confusion even in a fake cg film it's still another level of fakeness
4: yeah and um uh the uh, um Oh, I will. I lost it. Oh, well. Uh, I think it should come okay. back to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, throughout the whole entire film, there is no non-white people. No non-white people. They don't even show, like, they don't show any non-white people in the background. It's just all white people. In the whole entire film, all non-white people and animals. That's it
5: i would say that the animals probably represent. Oh. did the animals talk no no they didn't um well i would say that if the animals talk they're usually representative of non-white people um yeah but I, I typically seen um and you guys pointed this out anytime there's an absence of non-white people the the darker white people always stand for stand-ins for non-white people where they'll inherit um defective characteristics um, yeah, I've seen that a lot where if in the absence of non-white people, if they're trying to portray some white supremacist uh, aspect, they'll they'll make the they'll make the darker white people um, degenerates or, you
2: know, whatever. Gentlemen's agreement.
5: Is that a – when when was that made? (laughs) See, now I'm going to have to see this.
2: 1948, uh, I believe. I'll double check. That is – I would definitely recommend that film. It is phenomenal, and it's exactly what you just said. I don't believe there are any non-white people in it, but you have a white person pretending to be quote-unquote Jewish, Boy, like, uh, I mean, you get to see, like, you all talk about the fakeness. Like, he just goes in, like, white people have been accepting this guy's white the whole time. Yep, he's white, he's white. And he just goes in one day and says, Oh, I'm Jewish. And they're like, Oh, within like 30, and nobody says anything to him overtly. They're just like, Oh, okay, he's Jewish now. The Voltron, white people communicate. Boom, they have spread this around the building in like an hour. His own secretary, by the time he gets back to his office, oh, you're Jewish. And he's like, how did you find out? I'm like, oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The mistreatment avalanche begins. Boom. Just excellent recommendation. Gentlemen's agreement and uh, no non-white people, but you will have some stand-in white people who will become victims of racism, white supremacy in that film. Gregory Peck. Yeah,
5: that's, that's generally what I noticed. Um, I'll definitely have to check that out. I think you even see it happening in real life, um, in real time now in Europe uh, with the so-called country of Greece. Uh, I think that that's clearly, I think, was playing out there as well.
2: 1947, 1940, one year off, 1947. Uh, We will be back. We're doing two programs today, so I would like to uh, recoup, make sure we're rested and ready to roll. At least make sure I'm rested and ready to roll for uh, broadcast number two. Uh, That story, I just wanted to remind myself and the listeners about uh, you all mentioning Tangled and the power of the white hair, the blonde hair, uh, the victims of racism who were terrorized uh, just a few weeks back. Being at a restaurant and a racist tossing her blonde hair on a black person resulted in non-white people being terrorized, arrested, horrific incident, all starting the genesis, blonde, racist hair. Very powerful indeed. Anybody have... uh, Final sentence, anything they wanted to get in before we wrap up? Again, we'll be back in three and a half hours, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Cleo Manago should be joining us live uh, more on the Brandon White situation. Wrote Twitter, Roland Martin's troubles with Twitter. Uh, looking forward to blackmail and admitted uh, he doesn't say homosexual. He says same gender loving, but uh, he'll be on the program this evening. Anybody have a final sentence they want to get in before we wrap things up?
5: Um if anybody um you should uh check out Scotty Reed's program um, with Cleo Monago before um, before tonight. Um he, he had a lot of constructive things to say, I thought. Um, but yeah, definitely this will this will be an interesting program tonight. Um,
1: yeah. I
0: couldn't yeah, share. Well, I just I just couldn't find Scotty Reed's uh, information. When I put his name in Google it had all of these different other sites. Uh and I wasn't oh, sure just how go to
5: um Um, blacktalkradionetwork.com. um okay. And then Okay. Yeah, um and you can get the Gusher show and a whole bunch of other uh shows from there as well. So. Okay.
8: Yeah, I, I just wanted to um, maybe remind Gus to um, not finish I mean to to um make, uh, at The point, coffee
2: shop. The coffee shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
8: <laughs> but um yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight's broadcast. Should be interesting. Uh, um sounds like Clio's got some interesting views.
1: Okay. Right on. <laughs>
2: I'm looking forward myself. Mr. Yeah, Blacktalkradionetwork.com. Network Mr. Scotty Reed's program uh, and many other uh, programs uh constructive material. Um yes, we will conclude the coffee shop story. Um I would have done it this past weekend if um We had had the as-scheduled compensatory call in. My plan was to do it then, but I thought we were going to have Mr. Monago on Saturday evening. Uh, I will update, and uh, there's actually more to tell. You all will be happy that I waited because now there's more to tell. We've had uh, further contact with the suspected racist at the coffee shop. There was spilled chocolate syrup and everything, so you all will have more to hear when we conclude the story. And uh, I'll just plan, unless something crazy happens between now and Saturday, we will give the conclusion to the uh, coffee, shop, coffee shop episode uh, for the compensatory call-in this Saturday. But yes, I have uh, I have not forgotten. I don't think listeners would allow me to forget. We will get the update. <sighs> With that, uh, we will be back three and a half hours. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in again. Scotty Reed and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. Cows is a part of that network as well. We'll be back. Thank you, D Train. Thank you for calling in and participating. Reckless 2.0, D Train, and Vicus. Excellent counter racist material. You can hit their archives to hear when uh, Olivia Straub was on their broadcast and uh, <laughs> compare and contrast her performance and to hear what her confused victim uh, sounded like. Reckless 2.0, D Train, and Vicus. We will be back uh, in a matter of hours. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Context of White Supremacy signing out.
1: Nigga, you're so brainwashed. I'm a victim, brother. problem. You're
0: a victim. I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my
5: conditioning has been conditioned. (laughs)